Well, I've, I wanted to share something with you today. I've chosen three stories from the Bible, and so it'll unfold as I tell you the stories from the Bible about what my message is. Um, but it's a bit like um, the little things that we do are very significant. And sometimes it's the little people, if you know what I mean, that do things that actually end up being really significant, yeah. not just the big people in life. So my first story is from Naaman. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me to it, and it's uh, 2 Kings and chapter 5. And uh, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a read feed on the way through to explain. So Naaman, he was a commander of the army of the king of Aram, and he was a great man in the sight of his master, and he was highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. So we're talking about a really great guy. But he was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. And that is quite a sting in the tail, that last phrase, he had leprosy. Because if, you, if you're a leper and it's contagious and nobody wants to be anywhere near you and it's tough in life. But I'm amazed that he was still a great guy and he was a valiant soldier. And I'm really pleased that the, the king of Aram still honoured him yeah. for who he was, even though he had some difficulties in yeah. his life. Good. So... The, ne the next bit tells us about a captive girl. Bands of, bands of raiders came and they took a captive girl. And this girl became the servant to Naaman's wife, right? That's the story. So we've got Naaman, who's a great guy. We've got a servant girl so far in the story. And she said to her mistress, the wife, if only the master would go and see the prophet who's in Samaria, he would cure him of leprosy. So this girl, you see, she was captured, she was a Jew, and she had faith in God, uh, but she just quietly, she dared to speak out. All right, get that phrase. She dared to speak out. She spoke out, not to somebody of her peers either, to somebody. It, it was quite a thing for her to be able to do that and speak out. So, um, happened next in the story, Naaman went to the king, and the king asked him, um, he asked the king, his king, do you mind if I go and see this guy? He may be able to help me with my leprosy, can I go? Yes, yes, feel free to go. So he packed up a letter, and he went off to the king of Israel, and he packed up loads of gifts and goods to take with him. And when he got to the king of Israel, the king of Israel, oh, it's not me you, don't, it's not me you want to see, it's the prophet you need to see. All right, so... The prophet, his name was Elisha, by the way, the prophet Elisha. And in verse 9 of that um, thing, of that 2 Kings chapter 5, it says this. After, well, first of all, Naaman was a bit upset because Elisha didn't come down and speak to him. He just sent a messenger. Yeah. Significant. He just sent a messenger. And um, the messenger said, my master, Elisha, says, go and have a wash. In the, in the dirty Jordan, seven times. He didn't say it like that, but that's my paraphrase. That's basically what he said. Naaman was rather shocked at this. And in verse 11 and 12, it says, uh, he refuses to go and he gets angry. And he says, do the rivers of Abana and Parfa. They are so much, they're from the rivers near Damascus. They are cleaner. Well, couldn't I go and wash in those ones? See, he was a bit proud because he was a great guy. So... Now, on this entourage, all the way to Israel, with Naaman, was his servants. Not the maidservant, she was at home with the wife. Some other servants. And these servants dared to speak to his master again. Another servant dared to speak to his master, basically saying, I, I can't say what I want to say, uh, basically saying, Oi, 
stop being so proud. Why don't you just go and wash like he said? You never know what might happen. Yeah. So that's, what, that's my paraphrase here of what he said. And um, off he, in the end, he thought, okay, I'll go. Naaman went and washed seven times. And guess what happened? Sometimes the little things that you do, that servant girl out of her mouth just dared to say something about her faith. She yeah. dared to, to address an issue. Those servants on the journey dared to say something to their master, yeah. which actually was a, quite a humiliation for him yeah. and an embarrassment for them, to him to go and obey them and do it in front of them, to go and wash after being spoken to by his servants. We all have a part to play. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you are the a valiant soldier, you still have a part to play. You have to humble yourselves and do something sometimes. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're absolutely nobody, if you're very young, if you have no education or anything, no matter what station you are in life, there's a part for you to play. If that girl hadn't said that uh, and they hadn't thought about going off to see this prophet, he would never have gone and he would have always had leprosy. Just from one little action that this girl dared to say. And sometimes we need to, um, with the Holy Spirit's guidance, be a bit bolder and braver and dare to do or say something. There's a, a verse in Proverbs, and it's chapter 5. Uh, yeah, and it's verse 2011. Uh, and it says this. A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. I quite like the, um, the analogy there. Apples of gold in settings of silver, but it's an apt word. Um, so a very timely word. And this girl, it was obviously just at the right time, just she dared to say it. And those servants as well. You know, you don't have to be a big clever clogs uh, big, uh, to be able to say the right thing at the right time. You just need God with you. You just need to be bold and have his presence. His Holy Spirit is available to everybody. And I love that story, how Amen and used the, the, the little people um, helped make that story happen. Thank you, Lord. In um, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 23, it says this. A wise man's heart guides his mouth and his lips promote instruction. You see, that, that girl, she was wise. Her mouth was guided by what she said. Those servants, their mouths were, they, they were wise by what they said to him. If, if the river had been, if he'd asked you to do a great thing, Naaman, you would have gone and done it. Why don't you just go and have a wash? Why don't you just go and do it? And it's maybe how they said it, but they prayed, I'm sure, beforehand, and they, they just said the right thing at the right time. Let your heart be guided by God's wisdom. And you never know what might come out might be just pure gold and silver to somebody, like it was to... Uh, to Naaman. His leprosy went just because somebody dared speak to him. Two different people of a lower class than he was dared to speak out to him. It's absolutely wonderful. So the servant girl dared to speak her faith. The servant guy dared to challenge his master and Naaman humbled himself. What a story. Can we be those people? It doesn't matter where you are in, in life. Can you do those things? Can you dare to speak sometimes? Can we dare to do sometimes? And can we just humble ourselves before the Lord, strip ourselves of ourselves and ask the God to come in and make us clean and new and do the things that he asks us to do? Yeah, yes, we can. Right, story number two. It's the feeding of the 5,000. So, it's actually, this, this story took place at a very sad time 
just before this, hap this story happened in the Bible, um, John the Baptist was beheaded. And actually, Jesus and his disciples had tried to go away to have a bit of time to themselves. Uh, but the crowd, because he'd been doing so many wonderful things, they just found out and followed him. And that's the background to this story. And, in, uh, and it's actually recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this story. And the crowd followed him. And Jesus, it said, had compassion on them and taught them. Just when he felt like saying, just give me a bit of space, will you? So there's a story in itself. All right. Sometimes when we're too tired, sometimes we just need to go the extra mile because something fantastic happened afterwards. Well, first of all, 5,000 people were well taught all day and, uh, and were uplifted and strengthened because of the sacrifice that Jesus and his disciples had in allowing that to happen. But then um, Jesus said to them, um, go and get me some food. We need some food for all these people who are here. And it, said in, and it says in the Bible, he said, um, he, he said this to, uh, to Philip, and uh, he knew what, he was, what was going to happen anyway, did, did Jesus, of course, because he's all-knowing. But Philip said, where, in verse, this is in Ch John chapter 6, by the way, and it's verse 5 to 7, the story's from. Where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked, as he, uh, he already knew. Eight months' wages wouldn't buy enough, not even just for a bite, not even just for a nibble. So eight months' wages, that's two-thirds of a year of your annual salary. That would, would be needed just for everybody to have a teeny-weeny wow. snack. So, I mean, you put, put the picture into context. <laughs> And then Andrew said, uh, he's one of the disciples, he said, here is a boy with five small loaves and two small fish. And I don't know if that's really significant that these loaves were also very small and these fish were also very small. But if it's only a boy and it's just his snap, then that's what it'll be, won't it? Just something small. Yeah. Tuna butty, basically, in his bag. You know, cut into quarters. It might have just been five of them. Who knows? I mean, you put it into reality. That's what happened. And I don't know how a boy gives away his food. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. So that in itself, a selfless act by a little boy. I mean, who, you know, I mean, at least it wasn't a sweet. Maybe he didn't even like tuna butties. Who knows? Maybe that's why he was willing to give it away. But um, the thing is that he did it. Um, which was absolutely amazing that a child gave away. There is kindness in the, deep down in the heart of anybody. That's why we teach our children in Sunday school. That's why parents, we want you to teach them at home the ways of the Lord, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, etc., etc. Teach them all of the time because uh, this boy was willing to give away his food. During that time, when that happened, and you know the story, I think, even if you haven't been in church very long and you're not even a churchgoer, you know the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus, he prayed over this small basket of food and it went and went and went and went to everybody, 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 and there was loads left over at the end. So during this sad time, Jesus spoke to them. So sometimes when you're, when going gets tough, think about giving to somebody else. I tell you, it's amazing how it takes the focus off yourself Take control, remember from that song that we sang, take control of, of everything that's happening. And uh, even in the difficult times, think about reaching out to other people. The boy gave his food away. Thank you, little boy. And he had no idea, that boy did, that that little sacrifice, that, well, a big sacrifice to him, that sacrifice that he gave was going to do that absolutely fantastic miracle. And that miracle happened because of a little person, again, and a little act and 
the, uh, the world is full of situations like this where we can do little things for, for people and we don't know what's going to happen in the future. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16, it says this, don't forget to do good and to share with others for with each sacrifice, God is pleased. I mean, that's the thing, even that little boy, God was pleased with him. And uh, every time you do something for somebody else, God is pleased with you. As long as you do it with the right attitude, that's absolutely wonderful. Philippians um, chapter 2 and verse 4, it says this. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. And I don't know if that little boy thought, well, he did in his own way. He thought, rather than just feeding me, I could help feed somebody else. I don't know how he thought that was ever going to happen, but uh, miraculously, he gave it away. And something miraculous happened. Other people, he looked out for others. We can do that. Don't just think of yourselves. Think about other people too. This isn't a a Christmas message, a Christmas appeal message or anything. This is what we should be doing in our life all of the time. Give, give, give. As um, the Lord gives to you and it's a wonderful principle give and it shall be given to you all right here's another story this one is in the book of Esther and there's two people in this story especially there's Esther and Mordecai Esther she was an orphan and I don't know if we actually let that sink in so she was also this a young girl and she was an orphan and Mordecai was an older cousin and he actually brought her up so thank you Mordecai for bringing up Esther and uh, so it's a tough life for these two because you know there would be a sadness in the life there was just the two of them and um, it so happened then that the King Xerxes in the day, he ruled over 127 provinces all the way from India to Kush. And uh, Kush is actually South Sudan these days. So that is a very, very, very large area. So he's a big, big king, is this guy. Um, But he wasn't happy with his first wife, Queen Vashti. She did something that she shouldn't have done. And uh, then off, off off she went and he was looking for a new queen. And so he chose from This is a Bible story, by the way. I'm reading, I'm just paraphrasing from the book of Esther in the Bible. So Esther happened to be chosen out of all the girls because she was so beautiful. And she became the queen eventually. So that story is is in here to tell you all about that. It so happened then that situations happened. People in the hierarchy in the kingdom wanted a bit of upmanship and wanted this bit of power and that bit of power. And this first person... Um, Mordecai overheard and uh, they managed to get Queen Esther to go to the king and plead for the Jews. So this little orphan girl, she had to have an audience with the king. And the, the word tells us that you only had an audience with the king if he asked you. So what she did was, uh, she was, I think she was a lot of wisdom and a lot of conniving, but I think it was godly conniving wisdom that she used. So she uh, invited him to a party and said, what, what, and he said, what do you want, what do you want? I said, oh, I want you to come again tomorrow with so-and-so, with Haman. So she invited him to another party and he went again. And I think they were just, when he was really happy and everything else, she asked then, did you, she asked her, who, who would you like to um, raise up as part of your kingdom? And Mordecai, 
her cousin who looked after her guardian, became really important in the kingdom. And because he was also there now, it's, it was just amazing, this story that happened. There's two things that happened at the same time. Queen Esther managed to save her country, and she also raised up Mordecai, who she honored greatly in her life anyway. Right. It was absolutely wonderful. But she saved her country because she dared dared, dared to ask the king if he could save the people. And that was a massive thing when you put it into context who he was and where she was from. And what I'm saying today is, doesn't matter where we're from, if we can speak well or not, with God on our side, is anything impossible? Nothing. Nothing is impossible. God is on our side. The Bible is full of scriptures and everything else to help us and the wisdom of God can be with any one of us the Holy Spirit can work inside us I mean the best thing that I want everybody to do today is just make sure that you're saved and you're on your way to heaven that you're a Christian and after that then do good in your life there's a, you know there's a, a famous verse inside the book of Esther that says for such a time as this and yes I'm sure that all of this life which was a very strange life for her, how, how it all worked out, how she grew up in the, as an orphan and then became the queen. Very strange life. But that happened because maybe she was there so that she could save her people. Yeah. But, you know, in the same way, for such a time as this, Joseph, in his story, you know, Joseph with a technicolor coat, his brothers were jealous, put him in a pit, and he went through all that difficulty. He went into prison, the potter's wife, and then eventually he was honored. And what, because he was then honored, when a famine came, for such a time as this, when he was there, he could help the rest of his family. So don't, don't belittle the small things that you do that take place in your life because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Keep doing good on the way through. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20, it says this, whoever gives heed to instruction, they prosper. prosper. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. So you see, Esther, she trusted in her, in her God in the end. She just knew. She prayed, they fasted, and she, she, in the end, she helped the whole thing work out well. It prospered, the situation prospered. Um, and I want to read you a verse from Matthew, and it's chapter 5 and verse 16. Let your light shine before others that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right? Let your light shine. Yeah. Let your Christian light shine. Oh. And it doesn't say to hide your... It says so, so people can see the deeds. Get on and do. Because that, that, that will actually glorify God. Because people... It opens doors of opportunity all of the time. When you do something good, you can do some things behind closed doors. You can do some things out in the open. Let people see the goodness of God in your life. It's a, you know, let your light shine. You know, we're all equal in the eyes of God. He didn't die specially for anybody or anybody. He just died for all of us. Uh, we are equal in the eyes of God. Yeah. We are his servants. It doesn't matter if you are, uh, we are all servants of the, of the Lord. It doesn't matter if you're a servant, child, a slave, a physician, a bricklayer, um, a homemaker, unemployed, a down and out, a drug addict. God died for everyone. Wow. Thank you, Lord. We're equal. God uses us all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12, it says this. Just as a body, though it's all one, it has many bits. And all the bits form one body. 
so it is with Christ. So my body is made up of loads of bits. See, I have two hands, I have two feet, I'm, I'm, I'm very well, thank you, Lord. Uh, but there's bits on the inside as well that you can't see, like a heart and a liver and a spleen and kidneys and strange things and muscles. But it all works together, mostly. And uh, mostly, and it's in good shape. And that's what God wants for our church, yeah. for his church. Not, yeah. not just destiny. Yeah. Yes, for destiny. He wants yeah. it for destiny, yeah. but for his church. That we all play our part. Uh, in, uh, so we all share our Christian faith with other people. We all do good. Each church has um, special things that they do. Some are really into soup kitchens. Some are really into this. Some are really into that. Some are really into something else. So um, um, we've all found that this church is where we want to be. So play your part in this body. Do really well with your, with your body. Uh, let's read a little bit more. Even so, the body uh, is not made up of one part but many. Now... If the foot should say, but I'm not a hand, so I don't really belong to the body, and would for that reason stop being a part of the body? Of course it wouldn't. It's just down there, not up there. And, and if the ear should say, well, I'm not the eye, so I'm not part of the body, for that reason being part? No, the ear's here and the eye's there. It's all part of the body. And uh, where would the hearing be? Where would the eye be? Where would the listening be? Where would the doing be? Where would the feet be? Where would the pumping heart be? Where would the emotions be? You know, let's uh, play our part. Romans chapter 12 and verse 4, 4 says this. Just as each one of us is one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. Did you know that? My hand does not do the same thing as my foot, okay? So, in Christ, though we're many, we form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. So, we all have different gifts. Play your part. Yeah. Do your gift. Yeah. This girl, she couldn't do much else, but she could speak in the very first story. So she dared to say, you could go and see my, uh, the prophet, because yeah. I know that he could heal you. She dared to say something. There's something that she could do. The servants, they were uh, on the journey, they were exactly the same, saying, don't be so up yourself. Why don't you just go and do it? Why don't you go? Have a try. They dared to say something. They were just servants and they dared to do it. Naaman, he in the end. It was, it was a great testimony afterwards because he, he, he made sure that everybody knew that God yeah. was, the, was God when he dared to humble himself and dip himself and he, became, and he was healed and he said, glory to God. Each of those stories, there's some little people in the story and there's some big people in the story, but they all played their part to make it work. Shall we make our world work? Shall we share our faith with other people? Shall we be members of the one body of Christ and, and, and in this body here together? Let's pray together today and I ask God to just help us. Are you ready? Father God, we thank you, thank you, thank you. You're such a great God. And Lord, today as we've heard this message, we pray that we'll play our part. Lord, however insignificant we feel, Lord, you have made us worthy. You have made us equal in your sight. Lord, you love us all the same. So Father, we pray that we will, this, even this week, we will be bold, we will be strong in the things that we do for you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, for each person that's just struggling with their faith right now or doesn't even know you, I just pray, Lord, that they will come to know you today in the name of Jesus.